0: The same thing comes over when we're talking about people on the margins, right? Like people on the margins have a higher level of self-awareness because they have to. It is literally how they survive. And it doesn't matter like what margin we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. But the idea of like queering the Enneagram came around because so much of the way we talk about the types is inherently gendered and is inherently cis-heteronormative
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and that has to shift if we want this tool to be as effective as we say it is.
2: Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Mace,
3: and I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 125, an Enneagram episode. Bam!
2: Yes, y'all, it's here. Get excited! This we drop. We finished the record button. We and we said this might be the best ever.
3: Oh, no! No diss to any past Enneagram interviews or anything like that. But like these two happen to be. Enneagram folk who are out here teaching it, Mm -hmm. and they're 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 sort of podcast radio personalities. Mm -hmm. They do this. Mm -hmm. They they came in ready with the thoughts, the vulnerability, the reflections, the insights, the humor. It was awesome.
2: Yeah. So it's it's Enneagram eights, and it's Kevin Garcia and Abby Robbins who. We've both been inspired by as podcasters and I mm-hmm. think, yeah, spiritual leaders, people interested in healing, people interested in, in doing this, this work. And so it was really, really a fun conversation, um, that I think it's titled for eights and they talk a lot about being eights, but it is for everyone. I think, I think so much of what they said, all of us, there's a lot of wisdom in what they said, not just for eights. Although I do think eights out there are going to be like. Really, I think there's going to be some awesome ideas relating. It was really fun. I feel
3: like this is the eight episode, like it, on the landscape of eight podcasts, because we listen to a lot of podcasts out here. And uh, this one would have to be put up against any.
2: We're promoting this one hard. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> seriously, it's so good.
2: And and this one was really cool too because. Both Abby Robbins and Kevin Garcia are people who are out there working in the Enneagram and they're queer and they are talking about that intersection. And so at the end of the episode, we got to have like a full fledged conversation about what it looks like to be queer and be a teacher in the Enneagram and what it looks like to view the Enneagram from a queering lens of sorts, which was another piece to this episode that I think uh, is was... Would be a benefit to everyone as well.
3: Mm-hmm, for sure. I think we should probably title the episode Enneagram Eights and Queering the Enneagram. It's a long title, but I want that in the title, I think.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I wonder also if we do a whole episode on that eventually. Yeah. That would be also really cool.
3: Plus, I'd have to put and get to put Abby Robbins and Kevin Garcia in parentheses in the title. <laughs> with Abby Ross. It's a long I know, title. This is, we'll have to
2: figure out our <laughs> title. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be an interview. It's, it's a a hefty one because there was so much. Yeah. Like it was, we could have talked to them for what felt like hours and it was really special to have the two of them. I mean, we tried to get out of the way. It was really easy to get out of the way and just let them share and Mm -hmm. bounce off each other.
3: Yeah. So if you're new to no small thing, we do an Enneagram episode every five episodes. Um, This is our second time doing eights in two and a half years. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how we feel like we're always talking about the Enneagram, but in the big picture, we've only talked about eights once. So Mm -hmm. this is pretty cool. But I will say, I think sometimes I I say to to people approach these episodes, you know, they're just long rambly conversations, come in and out as you want, listen to 20 minutes, no big deal. This one I would recommend, if possible, to listen to the whole thing because mm-hmm. all of the content is worth your time. And I'm not saying that to pitch it to you. I mean, we get nothing for you listening to the whole thing. But uh, the quality of the content just never fizzles. Never ceased. It no. just stays at a very high quality. And so I would say maybe it, listen to the whole thing. You listen to it in waves, but definitely come back to it. Know, know that it doesn't just like trail off and fizzle into just kind of winding down and nothing it it just stays at a nice high quality Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i think that's true um yeah i'm pumped i'm pumped for you guys we're pumped for you to listen we're just coming off of the app, the interview so we're both just like that was so amazing so we hope that you enjoy it and um yeah you can remain curious throughout it too Mm
3: -hmm. check kevin garcia the kevin garcia out on instagram find abby they they pitch their stuff at the very end Yeah.
2: yeah Yeah, they pitch it at the end. So stick around so you can hear how to connect with them because they both do personal coaching, they both do workshops, they both have books. Like these are people that if you enjoyed what they're saying, like go check them out because this is just the the tip of the iceberg for them, them and their work.
3: So good. We we love you guys for listening. We love Abby and Kevin and we really are excited for you here to uh, <laughs> We are really excited for you to hear this episode.
4: hit it
2: we are recording okay we are recording everybody and we are currently zooming with kevin We welcome kevin
5: yeah hello i'm glad to be here this is so fun and we all have my
3: mi- nice microphones which is nice usually when we have a zoom interview the other person doesn't have a nice microphone
5: yeah i mean i've been podcasting for a while though so like it's absolutely necessary to at least have you know, <clears throat> the highest grade, low grade model. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the pop filter. Yeah, so, well, it's I mean filter. that you can get these are a dime. Or, these yeah. are a dime a dozen. You can find them anywhere. And so this microphone is like the blue Yeti microphone, mm-hmm. like standard. It just it's always worked for me. And I haven't found a reason to get something else yet. So
2: I think Kevin might have better audio than us. Mm,
5: I mean, we were ha- we had a little well, back and forth with with Kevin
3: and Abby on Instagram about microphones, and I think Abby, out of all of us, has the best setup.
5: Yeah, she has like an SM, yeah, something, the SM fifty or whatever. Yeah, oh, such a sexy thing. <laughs> but I also, um, I also have um, sound panels set up mm. literally right here mm. behind oh. the camera. Um, so that. we have no sound panels. Yeah, so. <laughs> Well, um, my my best friend's ex-girlfriend built them and then I just inherited them as we moved from house to house. So, um, I have that as a little bit of a home advantage as well. So it helps cancel some of the sound out too. Nice.
2: Welcome everybody. We're here and we're going to talk for two hours about our microphones and sound.
5: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Did you know that this was how to start your own podcast podcast? (laughs) The podcast about podcasting.
2: (laughs) Honestly, though. Okay. Okay. But we really are going to talk.
5: Welcome uh, to the show now.
3: Yes. Also before. Okay. We're going to start talking about any grandmates in a second, but I also want to know a little bit about your sweatshirt, Kevin.
5: Yes. What Jonathan. is this? It's Jonathan it's Van Ness. Oh, like
3: see, I'm so glad I asked because I thought it was Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it says own it Gorge. says
5: own it Gorge. And it's also a crop top. So like. Perfect. Right in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, great. So I'm, um, you know, cr- crop top sweaters in winter because Kevin you know, just bared why not? their chest. Yeah,
3: but also, are you wearing like I a sash really... over it, or is that part of the sweatshirt?
5: Oh no, I'm wearing I'm wearing overalls. Oh just, nice! Um, I'm so glad I asked these yeah. questions.
3: It's even better. Yeah. Oh wonderful! With like the one yeah. strap.
5: Yeah, just because I, um, it's I'm just around my house today. Yeah. I'm not Trying to impress anybody, so that was the style
3: doing... when I was in middle school. You wore it with Ooh. one strap. And the other undone,
5: yeah. My my favorite thing is actually summertime. Is just like going out in like um, coveralls that are like cut off, short short like short shorts, and then no shirt, and just mm, that's a good vibe. That feels
3: like a bit of a like a southern
5: vibe. Oh yeah. yeah, listen to my core. I've got like you know I grew up in the south. I'm half white, so like you know i'm so con- i can be very country when you you got get, it, you've when got you got it in your on bones. the right day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm real country in my, my soul but like i love atlanta it's the best of both worlds for that reason
3: we got to come down and visit someday <gasps> you're gonna me come too. up here and visit
2: i feel like we need That's to have true. a, a yeah. tour of like yeah. a road trip of all the people we've met on this journey i know
5: that would be fun um cool. but yeah welcome anytime i have a house now so uh, if you need a place to crash obviously You're welcome. <laughs>
1: obviously.
3: uh okay so 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 we are wanting to talk about enneagram eights um mm-hmm. and you you are identify as an eight yes <laughs> i am
5: for all intents and purposes i am an enneagram eight yes with a strong seven wing
3: dang oh, yes. oh here comes here abby comes this is, abby. is perfect
5: yes we'll at get the right, right time yes
3: just as we, we finished up our, our obligatory banter. Our little <laughs> obligatory
5: banter. Just stuff, to get though. to know each yeah. other. Just to warm up the
0: What's up? What's
5: up, boo? What's
0: up, what's up? Oh, my goodness. This is so fun.
5: Look at us. We're so cute.
0: We are. I'm still in, like, mountain bike clothes. So I, I love know that. You're looking That's very good. That's a good, good. outfit. <laughs> Thanks.
5: Everybody I'm should not gonna explain... Lie, you look-
3: their looks. So, like, yeah, Abby, if you want to picture Abby, Abby's wearing a, a, a really cool bike hat, which I want. I don't own a bike hat like that, but I want one.
0: Bike hats are the jam. Yeah. And like, you flipped a little thing up. And Ooh. It's like style, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Divide. Divide.
2: Wow. I
0: wish that <laughs> listeners could have seen that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad they couldn't have. It might have blown their minds.
3: <laughs> I love this. All right. Well, Might we're have already sexy re- for them, to be honest. We're already <laughs> recording, Abby, but it's like this is very, as informal as humanly possible. Like, OK, the vibe cool. we were saying that we wanted to create, like, first of all, the vibe of our podcast that we try to say is that uh, we, we try to picture like our listeners at a party and they have like discovered Macy and I talking in, in the corner about a topic that interests us.
1: Nice. And
3: they can just nice. listen in, you know. And so I feel like this this adds to that casual vibe of like. We're talking about Enneagram 8s, but we haven't even started that yet. We mm-hmm. were just getting started. We were bantering about outfits and microphones.
0: Oh, well, here we go. Now we all have outfits and microphones.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I all have outfits.
0: <laughs> it works.
3: Okay, well, the question that we were just about to get into, which maybe you guys could just take turns um, talking about how what were some of those early indicators on your Enneagram journey that made you know that you were an 8? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh baby, what were the early indicators? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Abby, do you wanna do you wanna begin?
0: Uh I mean, I feel like I got a shortcut cause our uh, good friend Matthias typed me. He was like, You're such an eight. And oh. and I immediately responded, What the fuck does that mean? Um and so I definitely um had a lot of help in like where to look. I first started like figuring out my type that sort of thing um but i mean all the telltale signs right like
5: mm-hmm.
0: not great at asking for help um can my, be my. a steamroller um in
5: a china shop
0: yeah that one that one mm. that one
5: always was, got me really hurt yeah, <laughs> like, like, hmm, how dare like, you
0: it hurts but you're not wrong and you know, I I
5: don't always break things when I'm angry. Okay,
0: <laughs> not always. Not always.
5: Not always. I will, <laughs> I will say though, like one of I've noticed it, this has I think been like a quarantine development in me is that I'm allowing myself to just give my anger a little bit more expression in a ways it's not as long as it's not harming another human or uh, damaging uh, my property, um, unless it's like a small thing, because <laughs> like. I, the other day, I, Friday, I had that terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Friday. And as I'm in the car, I was just screaming obscenities at the top of my lungs and just letting it all come out and kind of on the verge of crying, but not being able to cry, but just to get it through my body. Mm. Yeah. Um. Mm. Because I think one of what was interesting for me was like, I didn't, same here, didn't know how to ask for help. And really, I had a lot of suppressed anger um that impacted like my mental health for so long until I was able to realize oh I'm real fucking mad <laughs> yeah. and it's okay <laughs> for me to be mad yeah. you know yeah and once I'm able to like get that out of me it's just like I'm so much more chill and relaxed and having a great time mm. yeah but also I thought I was a seven starting out mm. because because like everyone looks at me and they think oh my god you're still fun um and I am but I'm also it's like
2: <laughs> and I am a great time <laughs>
5: I mean, like I, I am, I'm a delight to be around. I love myself and I really do think it's, it, I have like to have fun. Um, but it's, it's not my main motivation. It's more like, um, rather like, you know, sevens avoid their pain by having fun with it. Um, eights avoid their sadness by being angry about it. So that's what I did instead.
3: That's a good clarification.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, kind of touching on that same kind of idea. I definitely like leaned away from my anger for a long time i think because of that like strong seven wing like Mm -hmm. it's it requires less mm, maintenance it requires less uh like i think about when i was growing up like uh anger was a lot more difficult to deal with and it was a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. to express just because of my environment and Mm -hmm. the people i was Mm -hmm. around and you know kind of my uh like family's Culture around anger. Mm-hmm. Um, my date, my mom, or my dad is an eight. My mom is a one, and so there was like, it was kind of like dad was the only one who could be outwardly angry, and then yeah, like, dude. So like, oh shit, and then mom was just like inwardly angry and seethed about oh, things gosh. all the time.
5: Did we have and the so same? T- are you me?
0: are we the same <laughs> person <laughs> no. I was like I can't like okay I have to do something different like either one of these expressions of anger mm. um but you still so had it's like that leaning anger into, yeah I mean it was still there and I think that I really you know leaning into the seven wing a little bit really used the anger not so much to be angry but to like derive myself like I've always been incredibly driven right like always kind of doing the next thing taking on right like pushing limit pushing myself um and
5: overextending oneself to the nth uh, degree
0: yes yeah like oh man so (sighs) much like to the point of like injuring my body you know like at like 16 blew out my knee because I was lifting weights three times a day and practicing volleyball, you know for hours on end. Like I would stay after we'd have practice after school, yeah. and then I would stay after practice and do more Mm-mm. and you know and then just like my body gave out. and mm-hmm. you know and that like, a very like early example of mm-hmm. how far I would push myself. Mm-hmm. just because like mm-hmm. i look back and i'm like i don't really have a clear reason why <laughs> i did that sh- sh- yeah. like, oh i think i was just was it proving it something? was an expression of anger in mm. in a really roundabout way yeah
3: mm-hmm. uh, it's it's interesting mm-hmm. i feel like that's something you both have in common just so following you on social media like both of you are very driven and and I I from a very early age age for a very early time since we've been on Instagram I think you two have been, both been a a big inspiration for the both of us and. Thank you. And it's it's a little overwhelming to think how consistent and motivated you guys are just churning out this quality. But but ever oh that's how I view but but Okay, you
5: think I'm consistent? That's amazing. Well no, that's I feel
3: like laughing. there's a surge, there's a surge of motivation energy, but both of you every once in a while be like, I burnt out, I'm off of social media now <laughs> for a little <laughs> while, and then you come back, you know. <laughs> but you go all I'm in trying. for a season.
5: Yeah, I'm trying to be better about that where I I'm just trying to like maintain smaller consistent, like mm-hmm. small like produce less but be more consistent about it. Yeah. Um which I think moving into like this next season of life, it feels doable now. Like I'm mm-hmm. finding the right tools finally, I'm finding the right processes and I'm also, you know, asking for help. <gasps> Woo. It is yes. right? <laughs> it is a wild thing to um <laughs> You know, it's like, well, I've been doing it this way for a while. Mm. <laughs> and, like, it's not like the results have been all terrible. It's just that, like, I think the results could be better. And I'm tired of, you know, I think, like, this is my 30s. I'm just tired of my own bullshit now. Getting more tired of yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I really think yeah. that's the thing, right? Is that, like, you, when when you're younger, there's less incentive to ask for help because you don't need it. I, and I think as an eight. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we often need help. Like,
5: uh are that's the thing we really don't need it
0: and like asking for help doesn't and this has been my experience like even now as i'm older it's like asking for help doesn't actually improve the outcome of whatever it might be that i'm doing but it does give it does two things that i found really valuable and one is like often it will give me more space which i don't like admitting that i need But I do. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then it also creates a space um, to build better relationships, Mm. right? Like being in that kind of relationship with people, um, you know, asking for help is vulnerable. It is Mm -hmm. an intimate thing to do. And I mean, whether that's like asking for help for your business or asking for help with a relationship or Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. it is, right? Like Mm -hmm. it is hard I think it's hard for all the types for different reasons but like mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing for eights and it's like I have to value what <clears throat> I've come to value what asking for help has done for my relationships probably more than anything like it doesn't actually yeah. make the outward thing mm-hmm. any better or worse like that's not really where the the results are for me it's actually in the relationships
5: mm-hmm that's that's it one of my friends daniel told me he's also um an Enya eight and something he said except for he said kevin for folks like us to be vulnerable is the willingness to be embarrassed in front of somebody else mm-hmm. and for some reason we think asking for help is some kind of i mean like i think like culture programs us to like you have to do it all on your own yeah for some reason excuse me and so once you identify that false narrative and it's like so what am I really afraid of here like I'm af- what I'm really afraid of is someone I ask for help and then nobody shows up mm. I'm afraid yeah. of asking. For that's help. what it is and, mm. yeah it's a it, for me like the word like I think Richard Rourke like saying like betrayal is like the yeah. biggest fear mm. huge. so mm. resonates with me it's like the reason I don't want to ask for help is because I asked for help from people before and they said they would be there for me and they weren't so fuck everyone I'm not doing yep. this again yep I was having this conversation with somebody recently um, about like my relationship to my family. And I'm like, I understand like, it's difficult right now. Yeah. And it's like, I understand why people like cut their cut their families out because this is terrible. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like these feelings of I'm getting rejected again. I'm being betrayed again. Is this worth it? And that's the question.
2: I think it's interesting that the word betrayal comes up because I, in a similar way, if like, if I ask for help and someone says no, I would feel rejected. But for me, it would really quickly go internal and like a shame cycle of like, it must be something very wrong with me. And I never think betrayal. Like, that's never a thought that would come to my mind. But it's interesting, because Abby, I noticed you were like, yeah, betrayal. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think what's interesting, I mean, kind of to Kevin's point, I don't know that I've ever asked for help and someone outright told me no Mm -hmm. but I've had a lot of instances where people have told me yes and then not come through Hmm. right -hmm. which is like a totally different experience and I think that there is something intrinsic about the eight I think the assertive types in general right like seven eight three yeah they're asking for something they're really hard to say no to right like yeah. we carry a lot of energy and when we want something that energy just gets amplified mm. and so i think
1: mm-hmm. it's really
0: difficult for people to say no to us when they need to say no to us but then it just oh. comes out like backwards right so like they yeah. say yes and then they they can't they actually can't do it so they can't follow through and then we end up feeling betrayed and it's like is the whole like nature nurture thing, right? Like, were we inborn? Are we just creating our own experience? And like, I think this is one way where we are, eights are creating an experience where we will feel betrayed because yeah. we bring so much energy to whatever yeah. the fuck we're doing that, like, people people feel like they can't say no to us, mm-hmm. which.
1: Ooh.
2: Right. right? And it's like, really sure no, it's when you're say, no. say
0: no to your face and you're like, cool, no yeah. betrayal. Like you were up front and it was. Ex- oh, my God. Yeah. But like I can see from the other side of things how. um, You know, how difficult it is to to like stand up to that energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, for me, it's like a lot of work of like I need to ask for help, but I have to do it in a way that I. That I'm being mindful not to overwhelm someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, yeah, it, it's a tricky place to be. Right. Because, yeah, I'm asking for help. I fucking really need help.
5: Mm-hmm. And then I think also not just in asking for help, but for asking for anything that we actually want. And for me, oh, yeah. the thing mm-hmm. that plays up is mm-hmm. specifically in relationships, like romantic relationships, perhaps mm-hmm. even. And I think this is the perhaps. one that is on the top of my mind because um uh how do how, situationship that's what I, situationship. i'm in ai have a little situ yeah i got a little situation <laughs> i like that <laughs> it, it's a situation we don't know yeah. uh where you know where no it's definition
1: yet.
5: <laughs> yeah a ship. um this is a good but word I think, <laughs> but i it's uh whenever i have um I have a couple of rules that I try to keep for myself in relationship and it's, I ask for what I need. And I know that I'm responsible for getting my needs met. Mm. I ask, uh, I say what I'm feeling and I know that I'm responsible for those feelings. And finally, is I ask for what I want, as long as I'm okay with hearing no,
1: mm.
5: and that is um, kind of new, but like, that's also what you just described. That was very interesting is because you're right. Uh, who I am as a human. And then on top of like being, you know, clocked as mostly cis male most of the time uh, and being white passing that brings a whole, like add privilege on top of eight energy. My God, I am a, f- I hit the genetic lottery in many ways. <laughs> um, and so it's to like, for me, I think, not just about like the physical power, but like recognizing that I kind of I have to in my own, I have to tell people that they can tell me no. It's almost like yeah. I have told yeah. people on multiple occasions, you don't have to do this. So you just yeah. so you know, I have, I'm going to ask you something, and if you don't want to do that, I'm not going to be broken up about it. I just need you to give me a real answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but also just like in relationships, it's just like I feel so deeply and very passionately, very quickly. And it's overwhelming for the other person. And they don't, Some sometimes they don't know how to say, Hey, this is a little fast for me. Or actually, I'm not feeling this as much as you're feeling it. Or,
4: yeah. you
5: know, I was feeling it, but then I just, you know, the intensity. Just, I don't have feeling. Yeah. And that's something that eights like are super attracted to. That's why I'm, me and I fall in love with fours, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so, yeah. well, I do know why.
0: I know exactly <laughs> why.
5: It's because they can teach me how to feel things, you know? Right?
0: That's you, not fun, though. Let me tell you.
3: You're, no. you're married to engaged. a four, right, Abby?
0: We're engaged. Yeah, engaged, we're, yeah. I'm engaged to a four. Yeah, okay. So, um,
3: Eights and fours. Eights and fours.
0: Boy, howdy.
5: Yeah, I, oh, and no, also I'm the guy, not. I'm in a situationship is a four. So, like. Yeah. There it is. I think
0: what's really interesting about that, like, you know, you're saying, like, I, I can ask for what I want as long as I'm okay with hearing no. And I, I hear mm. this, like, it's always okay to ask. It's always okay to say no kind of like the tenets of mm-hmm. um, like low context communication, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, we're going to be direct. We're going to like lay it out. You're not going to have to read into anything. Like you don't need any extra context. Yes.
5: I never <laughs> want to read into anything. I don't want low any in-
0: context communication. So It's so valuable to eights. And what's funny is like, that is complete opposite for a 4. Forwards often are high context communicators. It's, so you have to read into things. You have to everything. know the nuances and like where the moon is and like what time of day and Ooh, what come they on. had for dinner and what they had for breakfast and like it's a, it's a lot. It is so difficult to navigate. And I think generally <laughs> speaking we're in a culture that values and uh places a higher ranking on high context communication um especially i mean i'm in texas kevin i know you're in atlanta like we're in the we're in the south people mm-hmm. from texas get really pissed if you call texas the south
1: mm. but it is mm. uh, did not in know my
0: book like it's south like it, it's born Mexico, south. you're in the south <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
1: Like, yeah sorry right? yeah sorry
0: it's that like <laughs> southern hospitality sort of thing like nice to your face
5: oh my god shit behind yeah.
0: your back right like it's this is really high context communication and like high context communication i am I not know, my mind is getting blown too <laughs> like i am not good at that it is it it is painfully difficult for me mm-hmm. and i would much rather you just tell me and a lot of people don't want to do that they want you to figure it out and it's like mm-hmm. uh,
5: I, it doesn't make I don't sense have that skill
0: set yeah. i don't have it yeah.
5: I tell people all the time <laughs> I am a dumbass if you think I'm gonna pick up on something you're wrong I'm not I'm nope. can't do it, that it I know other work. like exactly I'm just like other people are psychics and mediums and can talk to the spirits I work right here with this corporal body I can't do anything else so if you tell me yeah. something or if I see something I take it mostly at face value mm-hmm. and you know sometimes I'll project my own fears onto it from my past experiences but then I'm gonna wall you up and cut you off and never talk to you again but it is, it is seriously one of those things. Uh, my, last, my last partner, um, God bless him, and I wish him well. But we had such poor communication times together because of this thing where uh, fours, I love fours because they are an ocean of emotion. But they're an ocean of emotion so deep that they sometimes don't know that they need to plumb the depths themselves. Like, I cannot go to the bottom of the ocean and get that rock for you, girl. You know, I'm not going to pluck it up for you, Brittany. You can't do it.
3: <laughs> this is so good. That was
5: 84 years ago. I saw, no, not going down for you. Um, he, oh, that's like, I'm not going down for you. <laughs> that's the most eight Scorpio thing I've ever said. Um, but that's a, but with four is like, I remember my partner would explain to me all of the things that he was feeling about a certain thing and I would sum it up in like two sentences i said so I'm hearing that point a point b point c is that correct yes all right what do you want me to do? what should we do about it well and it's just like wait you understand you get it you got it the first time like yeah because you explained it in no uncertain detail for hours um <laughs> one and- yeah it's that action it's item too. It's it, like it
3: uh, four would just scratch their head and be like, we don't need to do anything. No, I just, just want to tell you about those emotions.
5: Yeah,
0: she didn't tell you at all. Great detail.
5: Audio
0: is such a huge trigger for an eight, right? Like
5: What do you mean there's nothing to do three. with it?
0: Yeah, it's like everything has something to do. Right? <laughs> sure. Like there's always something to do about it. And like if there's a if there's something wrong, let's fix it. If there's, you know, an emotion, let's Express it, let's process it, let's relate about it, like let's do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there, I mean, I remember like in meetings, like I've worked for a lot of small businesses, and a lot of interesting people run small businesses.
5: Oh my gosh, I know exactly where you're going, and yes,
0: <laughs> right? It's like, okay, working like,
5: with a visionary, oh,
0: I want to die, but it's like, you know, we have a meeting, and like, I'm like. When, like, we cannot fucking leave this table until everyone has an action item or this meeting is wasted. Like, mm-hmm. if there is not a to do at the end of this cacophony of your whatever, then what is the fucking point? Like you it's mean, not my job mean, to sit we, we
3: need you guys as consultants for us. We, what we, are
0: you going to do next? <laughs> yeah. for
4: real,
3: we come, we come away after talking about something for like five hours and we're like, what just happened though? I don't, mm. I don't have any, I, I guess I we cannot. talked.
2: <laughs> Susan Seville talks about that. We confuse thinking and feeling with doing
3: mm-hmm. withdrawn yeah. types. Fives and and fours. I'm like,
2: called out i've also deeply been called out because in my situationship the exact thing has happened where this person's like i literally don't know and i'm not picking up signs and i'm not reading into every situation and i'm like but i'm thinking through every little piece don't you see <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are you
5: doing and it's like and we're over here like we're like over here that's like that is so great
3: yeah for you yeah, for yeah, yeah. yeah. but we blessings blessings for you yeah, I think, I think no, growing I'm up, uh, there was, just
2: like, I need to be more assertive.
3: <laughs> growing up, there was this book that's absolutely so ridiculous to think back. Cause I mean, I think we all share this experience of sort of, I mean, the three of us actually Macy not so much uh, growing up in sort of a Christian subculture of sorts, but yeah. there was this book called, I'm also older than everybody, but there was this um, book called Women Are From Mars and Men Are From Venus or something. Oh, Everybody yeah. passed that book around. And it was like, there was just so, it, it, the, the, the energy around that book was like, oh yeah, this author totally named it. It's so true. But first of all, it's ridiculous. But also I do feel that energy when it comes to maybe withdrawn types are from Venus and assertive types are from Mars. Like we really <laughs> are speaking from a totally oh, different dimension. Oh God. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like so missing each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the case and that, with like, all the types, right? Like yeah. we all have something we're missing a different way of seeing and processing mm-hmm. things. And I mean, that's why something like the Enneagram is so helpful, but it's like, if you, you still have to like, you have to see where your shit's not helpful mm-hmm. and then you have to see where it is and like learn how to discern between right. those two. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. That is something I, had to really swallow a little bit. It's just like, you cannot be a sledgehammer in every situation. Apparently that's the rumor. <laughs> Apparently,
2: Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> they, they're yeah. telling me that. Uh, okay.
5: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something Um, I've been coaching and working with people for the past year and a half now. And I, I, I don't know, you know, I would say like, it's probably some sort of like gift of spirit because or maybe just time of cultivation I don't know but like learning how to be gentle mm. with every part of someone else's process and like mm. also mm. like by learning to be gentle with my own process mm-hmm. i think that there is it's a you know it's kind of the the gift of the enneagram 8 of uh fierce fierce compassion when you can when you can find it and tap into it and practice it and um it's there's something really, really wonderful about being the person to say, no, you are a bad bitch. You can fucking do this. And I know you can do it because I'm going to show you how to do it. And that's like a really yeah. powerful gift to have. Mm-hmm. Um, however, comma like, I know, like, it's very interesting how with people whom... Uh, I have a professional relationship where I have less of a close relationship with, I'm able to be hyper compassionate with them. Mm. But people I've known my whole life. Yeah. It's like, I look it's at it. It's a harder. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's either like, there's a part of me that's just like, no, you had your shot.
4: Mm.
5: Like I, I mm. you know, mm. you had your shot now. And like the problem with like, you know, wanting to process your own stuff is like forgiveness means necessarily that I have to choose to stop letting that thought take over my mind all the time I have to choose where to direct that energy on my own and figure out what forgiveness is going to look like so I can feel peace yeah and I don't like it
0: (laughs) it's interesting like I'm also a coach like yoga therapist like doing similar kinds of work and like I mean Kevin you really hit the nail on the head right like this is where we can use our gifts so Mm -hmm. well. Right. Because you can, you can develop this kind of intense compassion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for people. And I think the reason that it is so accessible in like my client relationships is that like this relationship really actually goes one way. Right, yeah. like yeah. this is not this is yeah. not a level playing field. Like yeah. this is a hierarchical relationship, and mm. and I can be completely compassionate with you, and I feel safe to to access those things because mm. I know that like you're not actually going to hurt me. Yeah. You don't have yeah. that like ability. There was some like weird noise. My I, animals are roaming around the house, and there's kind of, like bells. I heard a bell. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> But like, it's, it's so, um, it's so much more difficult to find that openness in these one on one, like intimate relationships. And like, like, I I think about my kids, like, Mm -hmm. and this is like, I hate this about myself. But it's like, they are the ones that I have the hardest time finding that compassion. Which makes zero sense, right? Like mm. it makes it makes no sense on paper because these are like little kids and they're fucking amazing. And of course they're shits sometime, but like everyone's shits, so whatever. Like they're my kids and I love them. And it's like uh, it's this really bizarre like catch twenty-two where it's like, because I love them so much. Like, they hold my whole heart. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, they have the ability to hurt me. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, there it is. They're just holding it. And sometimes they're amazing and beautiful and super cute and funny and all the good things about kids. And sometimes they've got little attitudes and, you know, they're doing their six-year-old shit or whatever it is. And it's just like oh, I don't know how to like regulate the emotional roller coaster that I'm put on every single day. And it's like, uh, oh, working on that Hmm. is like, I mean, that's, I mean, that life work, right? Like that is huge. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I can, I can find that compassion for my clients right like mm-hmm. i can find it for my friends even my close friends like mm-hmm. of course if you're close with an eight it's because you've been through it and
5: mm-hmm.
0: you've and it. probably
5: sur- you've survived a fight with us too <laughs> 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 that's a thing have to
0: that, my, it's like um, a gauntlet right like yeah. you have to run the gauntlet mm-hmm. it's like i can find it for those people but these people my heart in this way it's it's mm-hmm. so difficult mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. They, um, I'm sure like you've heard this in yoga circles, but they say that family is always our biggest karma.
1: Mm. It's
5: just like, and karma be karma, not being like what goes wrong, comes around, or like you didn't learn this thing in the last life, but the lesson that will continue to revisit you until you learn it. Yeah. And our families are often that biggest thing. It's the same thing with my, you know, my family is just like, you, you nailed it. You have the power to hurt me.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, that's just maybe that's an episode some days like Enneagram and parenting, because I haven't really thought about that much. But as you're saying that, maybe I'm thinking like that our kids potentially have the most power or a lot of power to draw out our worst tendencies. Like I I was just saying, like as a five and as a parent, I'm I'm sad to notice that I get into my Scrooge like reclusive nature oftentimes, like needing so much space for my kids. And I'm like you know they're just wanting to have a a conversation with me or or watch a show or listen to a podcast and i'm like no i'm too tired yeah. i i need my space you know and i'm like what am i doing my kids want to hang out with me <laughs> you know yeah
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> so hard yeah we should definitely like talk about that like i mean cuz it's it's really easy to get off the topic of being an eight because parenting is its own like
5: yeah Oh my gosh! The Whoa. new podcast series, Parents. <laughs> Parents. <laughs> nailed it. We have we had. Hey everyone, welcome to the spinoff
0: show. <laughs> right, parenting—how
2: we all suck. <laughs> well, I feel like you can also relate in the sense of like it brings up too many emotions. Like if you were emotions. if you were to get yeah, really, really vulnerable that. with your kids, it might bring up too many emotions. So often you'll opt out of it because it's too yeah, it's too potentially Oof. painful. You know, or too mm. not even painful, maybe just vulnerable. I don't
3: know no yeah i mean i uh i talk about just i have a 16 year old son and i have to will myself to make sure i say i love you which i do but that feels too real sometimes i'm like i really do love you and saying it <laughs> i might get choked up and i don't want to do that and i'd rather and it's like do, what happens
2: if you get yo. choked up i'd rather say bye good night go to. you get night. choked up that's sweet and a <laughs> wonderful
5: thing <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I think you should thing. get choked up more often. Yeah, I think you should do mm-hmm. that more, <laughs> Thanks, because Kevin. let me tell you, like <laughs> I agree. I tell my friends, like my really close friends, often and I'll look them dead in the <laughs> eyes and I'll tell them, like, <gasps> Sorry, my
1: dog. Oh, is oh it's fine. Hi. That's what I'm saying.
5: it
3: Adds uh, to the real vibes.
5: The- <laughs> yeah, listen, we're not we're not one of these people with podcast studios with thousands of dollars right, right. and then, you know. You have a, a, I have an a an question.
2: question. My question is, uh, what has been the journey like of getting in touch with emotions because i feel like both you and kevin have been doing that work and so i think it might be interesting and cool for other eights to kind of hear what that's been like for you and like what practices or if that sounds good to you
3: all right, don't yeah. do it yet. We'll wait for Kevin but to come
2: back. if you had another thought, but that was in my brain. I was
0: going to ask that. Story.
3: Oh, endless thoughts. I mean, this. this <laughs> is, I. I mean, think this could be a whole podcast of just talking to Captain Abby all the time.
0: What are the questions <laughs> you'd like to ask?
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: where Scott gets overwhelmed. It's like there's too many, so we can't find one.
3: I just like. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I also just like the idea of talking about uh, an N8's passion for justice. Oh,
2: you that know, might be cool also, too.
3: But that also seems to go with. This sort of intersectionality, queering the enneagram, mm-hmm. but also like being in the gut type and being in touch with your body. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of eights, mm-hmm. which you were saying, Abby brought up a lot, and I would wonder what Kevin would say too. But like, um, one of my friends does. um, It's like,
2: oh, float tanks. No, oh. no, no.
3: What? My, no, no, no. It's it's it's, it's, it's like <laughs> it's that like MFA excited. fighting or whatever. It's like it's like oh, boxing, yeah. but using legs and I don't know some sort of
0: fighting. yeah mixed martial arts yeah.
3: And will often come home, you know, he's got, I think, five kids and comes home with black eyes oftentimes and just really loves having that space to get out all that aggression. So that's another thing about eights. It's really interesting. I think there would also be a fun section someday if we ever do this again (laughs) of like of eights advices for fives because theoretically we're supposed to go to eight in Mm. health or whatever you want to call it. Um,
0: That would be a really fun thing to do where like you get one person of like, advantage right like that kind yeah. of like for each type so eight's advice have five, five's advice for seven yes. seven's advice for one that so would like be really cool around. that would uh that'd be super interesting
3: so often with my seven friends i am sensing that i'm like if you just slow down a little bit, <laughs> just uh, a little bit. yeah <laughs> it's okay to sit and stare off
2: <laughs> i promise it won't yeah. hurt you <laughs>
5: Let me tell you my favorite thing that I have, uh, really into the Tao Te Ching recently. Um, and this idea of just doing nothing on purpose. Mm. Um, I've also been reading a lot of, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's the the most Uh, natural thing. (laughs) It was, um, Oh God. Pema Chodron's when things fall apart, Mm -hmm. man. I yeah so good let me tell you what learning how to breathe learning how to calm myself down best tool i ever got in my toolbox
3: (laughs) well i imagine that's what yoga has been for abby in some ways is the breathing right yeah
0: yeah i mean that's been such a huge part of it i think to your point about like it's okay to slow down like i know that's kind of like advice for sevens but it's advice for all the assertive types Mm -hmm. and like eights need to know that it's okay to slow down but like it's not it's not you're it's not we are not capable of slowing down until we've burned off this energy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and so it's like if you don't have a regular practice
5: burning off that energy
0: like moving through that physical energy learning how to slow down in other parts of your life is like not going to work You know, and like for me, when I first started yoga, that's what that did for me is that it. It was intense, it was hot, sweaty, it was fast, right? Like it was not traditional Indian yoga. It was a workout class where the teacher sometimes said Sanskrit, right? Like, (laughs) you know, like there's a really big difference. But that opened the door for me to move into something that, that was a lot more authentic that was a lot more geared towards listening to the body that was geared mm-hmm. more towards a preparation for meditation mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. exactly what supposed to, like yoga as physical movements is supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah and but like I had no access to like slowing down meditation breathing right mm-hmm. I don't have any access to that because I was so overwhelmed with the amount of energy that i had in my body Mm -hmm. all the time yes
5: yes yes yes.
0: and so if you don't have a way to get through that then you're Mm -hmm. as an eight you're not going to like you're not going to be able to sustain any sort of like personal or spiritual growth
5: work Mm -hmm.
0: because the energy will just throw you right off the rails Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. that's it Oh, if I could some, if I could take that, <laughs> that's that, mm-hmm, that perfectly sums it up. And I like, I mean, I, I, my, my advice for everyone is like, you need to have some kind of practice period. Everyone should eight system. I mean, like I'm, I think I'm speaking biasly maybe, but especially it's the way that you talked about, I had too much energy that just like, wasn't going anywhere. And. Um, oh, I can't think of a better way to describe it than that. So like for me, uh, I started working out at the beginning of quarantine with my uh, former roommate, John and John is like, he does do ju- jujitsu and he's cool. jacked and like, you know, very, very <laughs> traditionally attractive cishet male. So like, he's like my straight guy, best friend. And he's so hot and <laughs> it's great, but also just like,
2: just he builds me up. <laughs>
5: Yeah. He builds me up all the time. And like, we low, like it's one of those things I'm just like, we low key have a romantic bromance, like, <laughs> like, except for that. Like we, do, like we do everything except for, uh, bro- like intimate sexual things. Making out or something. <laughs> we don't make out. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't get naked, you know, with each other. Usually I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, anyways, but like, what it was a that- friendship. Yeah. It's a, it's a friendship. Yeah. It's friend,
2: yeah. Friends. <laughs> yeah.
5: But it's, well, it's one of those things, well, uh, then I would have to start explaining. Like, I'm just like, um, relationship anarchy. Yeah, no,
3: we love that. <laughs> yes,
5: yeah.
2: this is what I live by. <laughs>
5: uh yeah. We're trying we're, to we're, <laughs> Yeah. Listen, yeah try. I'm into that. Yeah. But let me um let me get back to the point. Um getting a practice for me, uh, I think was the thing that kind of over the past even six months for me, during uh having to be by myself a lot, cause I lived by myself on campus when we went all digital for my last semester of school. And so Mm -hmm. I literally didn't stop seeing a lot of people. I've literally only spent meaningful time with five people and I'm a very social human. So that Mm means it's necessary for me to, to be around others. But I think the thing that kept me sane was honestly, I know it was my yoga and meditation practice. And Mm -hmm. that like, it's it's something that just like really clicked in me. And the Course in Miracles, which is the text I work with, it's a metaphysical text from written in 1975. But something in there that like, occasionally there'll be the snarky comment that says, the reason you accomplish so little is because you have such an undisciplined mind.
1: Mm -hmm. And
5: I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, (laughs) all right. And it's just like, you know what? Not wrong. And not yeah. that's not a statement of condemnation. It just is. Yeah. And so it's like, if I want to accomplish more, where's my discipline? And I don't like the word discipline as far as like, I don't know. I like the word um, devotion. Mm. Devotion mm. is a word that came up to me. So I really got into this idea of like making my physical practice part of my, and like, like Abby said, just like letting yoga be actually what it is, which is preparation for meditation preparation mm-hmm. to like continuously let this shit go to listen to your body. And I didn't, Oh my God. It's like the first 20, it's 30 minutes of yoga in the morning followed by however long my meditation is. And then I start my day mm. and I do that nearly every day now, mm. which it changed. Like I'm so much happier. Like yeah. literally like, I mean, I know that the world's going to pot, but like I'm chilling. Mm. <laughs> That's so good. And it's, it's because of, of a practice. It's because of the practice.
2: A, it's, you listening? <laughs> it's, a,
3: it's so interesting about this energy thing because that's obviously the main difference. I'm like looking at assertive types and I'm like, I'm always clinging on to like wisps of energy. I'm like, come back, energy. I don't have any energy. No energy. <laughs> I'm always having to try to mm. get energy. Uh so it's pretty it's it's a I think that's a gift you definitely bring to the world is just your
5: un, your boundless energy. Force. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, I'm just like, it's a gift. I'm kind of jealous. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of the, again, everything when it's balanced out is the best thing about us. And
2: yeah.
5: um, Yeah. I I think the other thing that yoga gave me was really like time to slow down and to like do something where like, I don't have to think about all the other things. I just have to like focus on your breath Mm -hmm. and like, When you really start to figure out what that means.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh
5: man. And also just like uh, prayer and meditation. I think this is another thing too, especially like post-evangelical, post-Christian folks. I find with so many of my clients and people I talk to is there is just a lack of some kind of practice. Like, And also, like, that's also because, like, there's lack of community, especially right now, too. So it's double whammy for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think, like, the thing that's going to sustain us through this coming season, because we don't have a vaccine right now, we're going to continue to, like, live in a weird, you know, digital world for at least another nine months, maybe. And I will, I think the thing I've been recommending for everyone is, like, you got to figure out your practice. You got to figure out how you're going to be with yourself. Mm. You got to learn to really love this and and I'm talking all of it. Every single part. Your frust the things that frustrate you about you, the ways that you get frustrated with other people, the way people get frustrated with you, the yeah. way that like the pol- the politics in this country is just like fucking us all up. Like you can you can do it. But you can, like, you're gonna survive it, most likely, unless like you know you live on the margins and like you know your life is you know. I don't need to go. I don't need to tell y'all about that stuff. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's a. I think having a practice doesn't allow, it doesn't keep you from suffering, but it just teaches you how to move hmm. with it. Yeah. It teaches you how to let go of the suffering that you kill it. any suffering that can be let go of, let it go, I and that's what the practice thing. does. Hmm.
3: Um, dang, I feel like, I feel like these are like little mini sermons, um, in the best way. I mean, that's a huge compliment or, um,
5: I take it. I got a degree you, in it. So. Yeah, that's true. I hope, <laughs> I hope I'm doing good.
3: <laughs> um, I think we're going to wind this section down and we're going to go into queering the Enneagram, but do you want to end with your, it's a very four like question.
2: <laughs> I <these>. know. <laughs> I, I realized it after the fact, Yeah. if there's, I mean, if we want to, um, I was just thinking, like as you guys were talking in the beginning, especially you guys are talking about like the realization as you're coming into eightness of like almost your adversity to feelings or your lack of exploration Mm -hmm. in that. And I feel like you guys are both folks who have been using the Enneagram for a while now. So I'd be curious, like what practices have you guys brought in that have helped you get in touch with your emotions? And maybe what, what has that been like, like, going into your emotions or exploring your emotions that have always kind of been there.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think for me, um, I've talked about this w- with a lot of different people that like when I first started this and like got, you know, I was in ta- taking some Enneagram classes, that sort of stuff. People were like, you should get a wheel. And I was like, what is that? And I just like Yo,
5: it's so literally
0: cool. getting just like, Learning more emotion words yep. was so valuable, right? I'm still not great at, like, naming what emotion I feel like in the moment. Um, I was actually just talking to Danielle, my partner, about this, and I was just like, when I'm feeling something, like, I'm to the place now where I, I can recognize an emotion, right? Like, I can recognize when I'm in a feeling... But I speak about it as physical sensation,
5: mm. Mm. Mm.
0: right? Yes. So, like, I talk about it, yes, 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 about where it is in my body, amazing, and how it feels in my body—the texture, the color, the weight, the right, like all mm. of these things. So cool, you know my my vocabulary. Even though, like, my ability to sense my emotions has improved greatly since, like, putting attention on them. My vocabulary is still very Mm body-based around it, Mm -hmm. and and for me, like for the most part, that works, right? Like I can I can get by quite a bit better with that knowledge. Now, sometimes talking with Danielle and being a four, it's like I do I have to work a little bit harder, find the emotion words because I'm talking to somebody who speaks in emotion words. And like, that's her language. And if I want her to understand how I'm feeling, I have to speak her language.
1: Hmm.
0: And so, you know, moving into the heart, right? Like being able to feel your emotions, being able to allow them, being able to write all of these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like it, it sucks. Yep. Pretty much all of the time. Yep. Yep. It is not fun. Nope. It's not enjoyable. Mm-mm. And often doesn't even get me the actual results I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. There's not a lot of, and like I don't say this to scare eights away from the work, but like really kind of set the record straight about like what spiritual growth and spiritual development really feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't you don't sign up for this to get your jollies. No. Right? Like mm-hmm. this is not necessarily a feel-good experience. Mm-hmm. Sure, not you might time. have times where you feel enlightened, you might feel whatever, you know, mm-hmm. great. But the real work of it is unpleasant. Like working outside of your patterns is almost always painful. Yeah. But as you do it, you learn how to hold that experience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like you have a corrective experience around whatever yes. it is, that you're doing, right. And then the next time it comes around, it's less charged.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right? It's less painful. Mm-hmm. And moving into your emotional sphere, like, I don't buy into the the whole idea that like anger is a secondary emotion. I think that's bullshit. Anger can just be anger and anger can cover a lot of shit. Yeah. But that's, that's the same thing for every emotion. Right. Right. So like fours, I'm like, Hey, you know what? Sadness can totally be emotion. And it can also be a cover-up for anger. It can be a cover-up for joy. (laughs) It could be a cover-up for anything. It could be a cover-up for joy. It's so accurate. (laughs) Like all emotions can be used this way. And so like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. A lot of your anger, super legitimate. It's anger. Somebody crossed your boundaries and you're pissed about it. Great. Now look at the areas where your anger is not primary. Look at the areas where your anger mm-hmm. is covering <laughs> sadness. Is covering
5: And you know, pain. you know when you're doing it too. Be real you with yourself. It, it
0: feels different. Like it feels in your body mm-hmm. different, but you have to be aware of your body to notice that. Dang. Back to practice. Dang. Dang. Back to movement, back to body awareness. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you aren't aware, you're not going to catch what's happening. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. school of work that I'm from we call it inner taste. You can mm. feel, you can feel, you can taste in your body, in your system when you're running your bullshit and you can choose to do something else.
5: <laughs> yes. You can choose to do something else. If you My are God.
0: prepared and resourced. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, Kevin, you were talking about this, about like what the practice does. And what I always say is that practice does not prevent practice prepares. Hmm. It doesn't prevent you from ending into any negative thing, right? It prepares Mm -hmm. you for everything you may encounter. But if you practice, Mm -hmm. if you haven't been resourced, if you're not taking care of yourself, then Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you notice what's happening. It doesn't matter if you have awareness around what's Mm -hmm. for you. You can't, you don't have the energy necessary to move into another way of being.
5: Yeah, because this is, that's always the big caveat with any sort of like spiritual work is like, if I'm worried about how I'm going to get diapers for my kids while I'm working two jobs, I'm not going to sit down and be thinking about my Enneagram type. Yeah, and And then even
0: more and more subtle, right? Like, so there are, there are situational factors, right? There are factors of access and privilege. There are factors of economics. There are factors of like social status. There are factors even of, you know, did you eat food that serves you well today mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know are are you hung over? Are mm-hmm. you like how how is your system functioning?
5: How's your body
0: yeah right how How are you mentally? Have you spent the last forty five minutes scrolling on your phone into zombie land? Mm-hmm. like
5: have you been binging on all the politics podcasts so that you can figure out what's gonna happen on Tuesday? Yeah. Right. Even though, you know, they're not going to tell us for probably a week or so.
0: Yeah. You, and so none of these things like my teacher, you know, to go on a yoga tangent, my teacher says that yoga is the act of it. conscious linking. It's being intentional. Uh, mm-hmm. We connect to. Right. Because every interact with on. is a connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And some of those connections are good and beneficial and yes, support yes, us. Yes. And some of those connections do not. And so yoga is the art and the science of connecting to things that serve our highest and best. Mm. Right. So your practice helps you to align with that thing. But your practice doesn't end when you get up off your meditation stool. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: you continue that practice throughout the day. Like yoga is not about a 20 minute whatever. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. And and, and I think that this is important to hear for AIDS is that, like, okay, great. Like, you're you're on board to get a practice. Cool. When you get a practice, you're going to have to start adjusting your environment. Mm. Like, if you, you are continually w- putting yourself in a place to get angry.
5: Oh, my change. God. Because we <laughs> love it. It's so fun to feel sometimes. It gives you a sense of control. Yeah,
0: it does, pro- right? It totally does. But mm-hmm. if you like if you know it's a political podcast if you're talking about you know a community that you're a part of that you that frustrates you or whatever like if you continue to subject yourself to this you will not grow because you're only reinforcing your patterns yeah and often it's too much to change what you're doing in those spaces right to remove yourself Mm -hmm. you have to you have to get rid of it in order to build up this new pattern. Can you come back to it? Yeah, maybe, Mm -hmm. but not until you've done the work of creating this new pattern somewhere Mm
5: -hmm. else. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, but that is, that's, that's the ticket right there. I, that's the thing is just like, we're not telling you Like this is not a quick, there is no quick fix. Obviously Mm -hmm. people, and the Enneagram is definitely not a quick fix like any spiritual path's going to tell you it's like oh my gosh so I'm gonna like be like gay and Whitney Houston right now <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna be Whitney Houston but I'm bringing her up yeah so um I got into running over the summer and I, nice. I'm still running who knew good for like, you I'm, I'm somebody and I'm the thing is like I, I pat myself on the back for that because no one else is going to um because it's it's just running we'll catch you in the back Kevin Damn, I get it
0: I get it good job Um, thank
5: you so as I'm I've been doing this um what I've loved doing is I have a playlist called from me to me and it's just full of like Broadway tunes and like power ballads and one of them is I have nothing by Whitney Houston and I think about like what if my body was singing this song to me
1: Mm.
5: and don't make me close look like you know just like uh share my life take me share for what i am
3: my life take me for you know. who <laughs> what i am
5: what i am how right. dare yeah. you sorry because i'll never change my colors yeah. for you yeah so take good. my I'm life i'll shivers. never ask for too and much and this is your
2: body yeah. to you
5: to to me i won't ask for mm. too much as all that you are and everything that that's you that's profound oh. and then the body's like I don't need to look any anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, stay, Kevin. Stay in my arms. I mm. have nothing if I don't have you.
1: Woo, hmm.
5: Woo! And what if you know? when taking another level? What a spirit was singing that to you, yeah. in, from inside of your body?
3: Dang.
1: God
5: saying unto you, "I have nothing if I don't have you." Ooh, Come on, somebody.
3: Anyways, <laughs> we got to end this
5: episode uh, so of that what, song. <laughs> so one of my one of my things is like recognizing, that, like, my body loves me. And whatever, like, I don't know how to prove that, but I th- I'd i like to think that my body loves me. Mm-hmm. And that to me of like loving my body back in the same way. And what that does look like, it is, it does look like a lifestyle change for me, like, my alcohol consumption just went down a lot just because like it didn't make my body feel good. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also don't have as much dairy or grains mm-hmm. as I used to because my I'm 30 now, my body yeah. is changing and I'm just, you know, I can't have chicken nuggets all the time, even though <laughs> dead ass
0: all the time. It sucks. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm having some right now. I won't lie to you. I, it's. Portis, right here, but it's only because it's a special occasion. It's a
3: very special And occasion. like, I
0: was like, I'm going to celebrate with this yeah. queso. But yes, queso has been mm. queso's my favorite food. It's so good, but I cannot have so much of it. And that's the thing. If Nate loves something, they're going to oh. overlove it. Lust, <laughs> oh, yeah. It to like issues with my heart. So
5: <laughs> I've overloved it to issues with my heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's I mean that is a cool way, right? Like oh,
5: <laughs> that's that's it. issues. That's the thing. Hey, it's just like you got to like this whole like it's in the body thing, it's all around, it's everything. And that's like the same thing like um to pay attention to is like, you know, they say like our our sin is lust or whatever, right? And that's mm-hmm. not like always sexual, but mm-hmm. it's like in this thing of like we uh, tend to lean towards excess. Yeah. Um as a means of uh, I think at least I'll speak from my perspective, I would reach for excess because I just didn't think I was going to be taken care of. Or I, uh, I also grew up like, um, in a household where the thing that was always said about money is we don't have any, you know, Mm -hmm. we're like, you know, we're on, we're on a strict budget. We can only do so much. Yep. And even into my adulthood, I have had to like recognize the relationship I had towards money is like, I always think like, I don't have enough. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's why like when we do have it, you know, when I did like for a while, I had problems with money when I did have it, I would spend in excess because it was a safety thing. Well, I don't have it. I better spend it before it's gone.
0: Yeah, no, like I have that exact same thought. And it's so interesting because (laughs) I've noticed in my life that like, when I have money, I spend it like nobody's, it's like it, it, then it disappears, right? Like it just, whatever it evaporates. Truly. and when but when i don't have money i always get by
1: huh, right and huh, so it's mm. this
0: like you know we talk about lust and and for me i love the word intensity mm-hmm. right so intensity is that like oh i'm going to go buy this big ticket item or intensity is how little i can get by on mm-hmm. look at how good mm-hmm. i am at making this work wow right it's like <laughs> oh it's so it's so bad and i mean i've had like issues of money and it's like a lot of it is impulsiveness right like mm-hmm. yes. one of my favorite enneagram accounts uh, they're called big hormone enneagram they have a podcast <gasps> as well posted a meme and they post the most like uh, just like punch you in the fucking stomach memes i gotta get this and, can follow them immediately <laughs> yeah please do <laughs> we great. all want they're... these punch you in the gut memes. oh my god and one of them was like I don't remember the picture exactly, but it was like somebody picking up this person and like running them down the street. And it was like eights being being taken by a ride, being taken on a ride by their own impulsiveness. And I was like, (laughs) fuck me. That is so much of my life, right? That like doing these huge, stupid things, not because they were mine to do or it was the right thing to do, but I wanted to prove that I could do it right like that was me being a missionary oh shit dude i literally i picked going to africa as a missionary because it said it was like it said in the little brochure that this would be the hardest trip you could go on physically yeah okay i'm gonna live in africa for like two months sleeping on the ground great that's the one i want to do like i'm i'm digging ditches okay great that'll be my ministry
5: one of the one of the things we did when we were in nepal we lived um for two it was actually the coolest two weeks ever and i'm very grateful that i got to have this is like this this guy took us out to his mother's village on like the six hour hike into the himalayas no running water no electricity and we wanted they wanted us to build an addition to their school so i'm like you know service project dope cool that's like i'll give myself a pass for that gorgeous but the work all day was we're going to haul rocks and sand and water yep. <laughs> from down the side of this miniature mountain so we can make uh-huh. our own breaks and, and then do the, create this thing. And we did. And I loved it. Yeah. Jeez. Every single yeah. day of just manual labor. And then you're going to sit around and fire and smoke a cigarette and talk shit. Loved it.
0: Yeah, I, I, was can my, I don't know. I can sorry. Relate. I just All
5: That's that true. to say is I relate to the intensity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh, we're gonna like dig ditches so that this school can run electricity to its new buildings. Like, okay, this is my favorite part. Like, I will dig ditches all day long. I don't need a food break. I don't need a water break. Fucking out in the African heat. No, don't give two shits about anything. I'm gonna dig all these ditches.
3: No, no I need like, all the breaks. I need all the water breaks. Every break I need there lots is. Give time to myself. <laughs> The, the 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 lowest oh, intensity activity, please. <laughs> I I want to make sure we d- do the querying of the enneagram. Just I don't because I know some yeah. you guys will have to leave it. Oh point, yeah. But, um,
2: oh yeah.
3: That part. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> that part. Um. Yeah. Gosh. I mean. This is this is so fun this and easy. This is amazing. This
2: i have This has been so fun. Wow.
3: <laughs> this I, I'm so glad. I'm in that state where I'm like. I just keep checking. I'm like, the, all the equipment's working right because we cannot lose the audio for this conversation. So good, you're recording. Okay, too, we're so recording. Double. Kevin's recording.
0: Good. We've got two Everyone's going. Everyone's recording. Now I feel lazy for not recording. <laughs> <Come> on, <Abby>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Abby, I, I, like I said, I, I heard an episode you did called "Querying the Enneagram," and essentially you kind of wound down by saying you were essentially talking about intersectionality. But I, I thought the way you approached that conversation was. So profound, and it it has to do with so much of the stuff all four of us are engaging with in our daily work, just in terms of like spirituality. Macy and I hosting this open and affirming youth group that's kevin's spoken at twice. We want you to speak at eventually too. Yeah, I will oh, totally. Yeah. I will totally. Listen, yeah. listen
5: If you went at Abby, big feels.
3: They're yeah, no, it's, it's it's fun. And now I'm
0: a little nervous. No, no,
5: no. It's 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 I'm one of the. It's like. The, no, no, no. It's all redeeming because it's like, oh, my God, these kids know that they're loved. It's amazing.
3: Yeah. It, I mean, it's low. Sta- it's like it's not low stakes, but um, we keep trying to ma- say we want it to feel homemade and janky. Like the, the more janky and intimate it feels like, the mm. better. We don't want it to feel like produced or anything like that. But um, yeah, I mean, so do you want to start us off by talking about like what that yeah. means to you? Yeah, I
0: mean, like the whole kind of premise, right, is that the Enneagram is a work of self-awareness kind of hands down um nobody is as good at self-awareness as people living on the margins Mm. Um, because self-awareness is a survival skill yep you live on the margins you have to be self-aware to survive and so nobody is gonna just just like when we talk about the enneagram right like uh nobody is going to be as good at being intense and getting things moving through just like an eight, because an eight has learned how to do those things as a survival skill. They do it because their life depends on it. So the same thing comes over when we're talking about people on the margins, right? Like people on the margins have a higher level of self-awareness because they have to, it is literally how they survive. And it doesn't matter like what margin we're talking about, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But the idea of like querying the Enneagram came around because so much of the way we talk about the types is inherently gendered and is inherently cis heteronormative.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and that has to shift if we want this tool to be as effective as we say it is. Right. Yeah. You know, it it can't reach other people if these are the only, you know, ways that we're talking about it. You know, if it's like I I, I always use this example because it's like it really plays into it like ain't women have a hard time dating because mama, mama they're too much for men. Man. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> that is only true in a patriarchal society where a woman Mm -hmm. is trying to date a man. Yeah. Yep. This woman dating a cis man now in a queer subculture as an eight and being someone read as a woman, but who is non-binary, I don't, I don't have any trouble dating. Right. Mm -hmm. Like my energy in the body in is viewed because of the culture that I'm in. Yep. Mm -hmm. So what we say about types matters Mm -hmm. because that's how people are going to discover their type. That's how people are going to relate to their types, Mm -hmm. right? Like I come from the narrative tradition. It's about telling stories. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're only telling stories from one tiny sliver of human experience, there are billions of people who won't be able to relate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so queering the Enneagram is super important to me because I think we need to have, more awareness around what we're speaking about and where we're speaking from when we talk about the Enneagram, right? So when we talk about types, we need to be aware of our our culture, the dominant culture. We have to be aware of, you know, the different ways that people see and experience things. And for me, I think we need to have more trans teachers. We need to have more queer teachers. We need to have more people who live outside of this very restrictive dominant culture talking and sharing about these issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a queer person, this is like my lane. Mm -hmm. I'm also super, super supportive of like the Enneagram and color folks, the people who are teaching from Perspectives outside of whiteness, yeah. mm-hmm. which is deeply important, um, you know, as well as enneagram and neurodivergence, enneagram mm-hmm. and uh, disability. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things play into it. Like, how can we talk about physical energy uh, and the way that people operate physically if we're not aware and we're not being mindful of of people who have different physical disabilities, mm-hmm. right? Like so it's like all of these things are super important and like you said like the the conversation wraps up at intersectionality but like it starts at intersectionality and it's like queering the enneagram is my lane yeah and i mean and it's it's y'all's lane like this is the Mm. lane that we're in because this is this is the life that we lead right Mm -hmm. um you know and then like this intersectionality we have to be able to support from all the different intersecting lanes. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. But it's
0: like if we're talking about something that talks about human experience, we need to take into account all of human experience.
5: Practical theology, baby. <laughs> That's it. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> uh my job. So uh my degree is in my master's is in practical theology. I, I'm gonna keep saying that at least for another year until I hit the <laughs> um but practical theology, the thing that it's always asking is uh it's one of those quotes that sums it up Is like it's a constant dance between um uh performance and critique Mm. um Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so like within like a ministry context we would say all right we're going to try something whether it's like a different kind of service we're going to try a different kind of way of connecting and different way of praying Mm -hmm. whatever and did it work did like you know what did it feel like Mm
1: -hmm.
5: what are the fruits of your practice brenda Mm. um (laughs) sorry um what was it just saying? My ADD kicked in. You're talking about performance and critique. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Performance and critique. Um, And that I think is what uh, you're kind of talking about. There is like um, within Enneagram conversations is a, we need to ask who's not here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Who have I not heard from? And, and then just, you know, like we're doing with everything else intentionally from the get go. Uh, center the center of the voices that fight to be heard elsewhere. That's what Mickey says, Mickey Scott Bay Jones says in yeah. The Invitation to Brave Space. Also, Brave Space, I have talked to so many different groups recently and that's that's the litany that so many people have started their groups with. And I'm like, damn, Mickey, mm. did you know? <laughs> Mickey, if you're listening <laughs> you know? to this.
0: Did you know? Also, <laughs> did anybody else hear you, that song?
5: <laughs> Mickey, <laughs> did you know that's your poetry? Yeah. <sighs> yeah sorry what for heck? triggering everyone <laughs> it's
2: like my favorite christmas but
5: one. yeah oh, oh my <laughs> God. listen just listen the mary j blige version though if i'm being Ooh, honest that that one good. slaps anyways <laughs> um it, i think when within all of these conversation it's like and this is also something that i think is interesting to. let me not go that way centering voices sorry yeah i'm doing this thing of like not going on too many tangents centering voices that fought to be heard elsewhere within enneagram spaces is going to be the thing that's going to like you said make it a tool that's as effective as we claim it could be yeah and then allow i think also like within it like allowing uh you know being someone who's very woo woo i'm i know like i know myself as an enneagram eight very well and how i move i could and tell you i'm not an enneagram expert at all i'm more of an astrology nerd so like i love seeing the intersections of astrology and enneagram because at the end of the day it's all systems of like you said self-knowledge
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
5: and um that's where i uh i love seeing that because like for me it's like practical theology also wants to blow off the sides of what we say theology is including and like trying mm-hmm. to include our experience as part of a holy text, if you will. And so, yeah. like you said, like bring your, cause it's like, you know, it's when someone try to like, you know, throw a Bible verse at us. like, if you just believe that God will bless you. I'm just like, that doesn't work on everybody because of everything that you named because mm-hmm. of context, because of privilege because, or lack thereof. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you really, you summed it up quite nicely, I must say. Um, yeah.
0: And I think what's the best part that, like, when we're talking about, like, right, because, like, uh, being on the outskirts, right, like, being a non-binary, queer, Enneagram mm-hmm. teacher, like, you have to convince a, well, and I'm also young, which definitely puts me at, uh, at yeah. a disadvantage. In young the and Enneagram. clocked as a woman. Yeah, yeah, right. Like definitely yeah. puts me at a disadvantage in the Enneagram community, like especially because that is a it, it, they're a bunch of crusty old white people. Like yeah. okay.
3: A lot of gatekeepers. <laughs>
0: like, a lot of gatekeepers. Yeah, and a lot of gatekeepers. And like, and I'm gonna say, like, there are a lot of people in that community who are really wonderful that just like being wonderful just don't necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. yeah, being kind of the salesperson for this idea, you have to It's like you have to sell it to them. Like, what's the benefit for them of doing this work of deconstructing how they see the world and the privilege and blah 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 blah. Right? Yeah. And it's like when when we can understand how the enneagram interacts with these people who live outside of how it's traditionally been taught, then we Mm -hmm. learn more about this tool. And when we learn more about this tool, we all benefit. we all have the ability to go deeper, right? And like circling back to like self awareness as a survival skill, mm-hmm. like, okay, using self awareness to get by. Okay. When you get the opportunity to turn self awareness from a survival skill into like flourishing, a skill Absolutely for, for self development, yeah, and for self development, you skyrocket right? Like that's why you see this like younger generation, like I'm not the only one involved teaching the Enneagram from these queer spaces. You see a depth of knowledge and experience because we can go there. We know how to go there. We know how, we know how to hold difficult parts of ourselves, right? Like we know how to discover the truth about ourselves that we don't really like and we learn how to love it and that is something yes. that people on the margins do every single day
5: mm-hmm.
0: and so bringing that skill and that experience into the city means thriving for everyone
5: yes yeah. come through mm.
0: and that's that's why this is so important like it's not just a you know like i'm not trying to convince you know the the Enneagram leaders in their ivory tower to, to take pity on us young queer folk,
5: you know, <laughs> yeah. trying
0: to teach the Enneagram. I don't know. Like, by doing this, we all benefit and we all have the tools because mm-hmm. of what we've learned in the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. The way that we read our patterns and learn how to pause and stop and shift and change all of that can also be applied to how we've been enculturated by the patriarchy, by capitalism, right. by white supremacy, by ableism, by fat phobia, right? Like all of these mm-hmm. things, we can read these deeply unconscious patterns and shift and change them because we've already practiced with our types. Yeah. And ah. this is where this is where the world changes. Yeah. Right. This is where the Enneagram gets fucking real mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you're, personal spiritual development doesn't lead to the spiritual and personal development of the world
5: my mind doesn't
0: fucking matter yep ding End ding ding <laughs> so, uh, my time to give my sermon yes <laughs> uh,
3: it's like a abby's like anointed you know it's like
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it no 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 um oh, can i
0: now that's triggering
5: I, yeah so, <laughs> sorry um sorry for everyone for you get triggered by fake tongue noises yeah um
1: oh man um
5: i yes 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 i want there's a, the thing i want to add is course in miracles has a lovely that my favorite statement in it is um you don't have to believe anything that is untrue unless you choose to do so for mm. all of those things can be undone in a moment for it's merely just a change of mind dang Whoa. and it's like or seriously it's miracles. just like all all of that can be undone in a moment because it's just yeah. a thought mm-hmm. and it's those things like we think that it's so hard to do all these things but I would say it's not very difficult it's different mm-hmm. and that's something that I want to push with people uh, as, especially as like do the hard I'm like it's not it's, it's actually not hard work it's the it's the work of like you said pausing listening reevaluating, and then moving on
1: mm-hmm. and
5: You know, it's like uh, being an ally is only hard because of what you'll lose. But the thing about it is, is that uh, what you gain is actual clarity, actual authenticity, actual connection. And like you said, this is where the Enneagram gets really real is like, we have to like, yeah, it, it really is like the last thing I, oh, the thing um, I believe about any practice in the world is that if the end, like the goal should be peace, the Mm -hmm. goal of any spiritual practice should at the end of the day, be peace, inner knowledge, sure. The knowledge of the cosmos, esoteric knowledge, whatever, sure. But if it's not making your lived experience any better, Mm
1: -hmm. what are
5: you doing with it? And then you have to realize, I feel like other people don't realize that their healing is wrapped up in the healing of the collective as well.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like,
5: I'm not going to be free free as a queer person while trans women of color are still getting shot. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be free as a queer person uh, if my black friends still are getting shot by police and nothing is being done about it. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, voter suppression in Georgia is fucking phenomenal in the worst way. Wow. You know, like-
0: same thing there here are. in
5: Texas. woo wow. Oh. oh. Mm. And so it's one of those things where you said it's it's really like, I want to, like, when I understand that my mind, when my mind is healed, all minds can be healed. But also, like, it's my, it's the goal of my practice to remove the blocks to love's, remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. And if the block to love, to the awareness of love's presence happens to be the fact that you can't eat or you're not eating or you don't have a place to live, then it is my duty, yeah, as a human in my spiritual path, to remove that block, aka get you something to eat, aka hook you up with a resource, like yeah, you know, put some bones on it because you know what that person does not need. They do not need me to enneagram type them in that moment.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right.
5: You know, it's like, and uh, you know, not to be too Christian, but you know, Jesus was always meeting the physical needs first. Yeah. He said, "Do you yeah. want to get up and walk?" Because that's his problem. His problem is not that he's not connected to God. His problem is he can't fucking walk.
2: Right,
1: right. You
5: know? And so it's like, deal with the physical. Deal with the here. Deal with the now. And that's the same thing with our own shit. Mm -hmm. Is we want to jump into Enneagram deep waters all of a sudden without realizing you can't do the deep waters until you learn how to tread water. You can't until you learn how to hold your breath and do the work and learn the technique Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then also recognizing that like your endurance with any practice will grow with time. Yeah. Mm. So like, maybe like my, you know, my peace endurance only lasts for the morning until like something pisses me off. But <laughs> over time,
1: yeah. over time, yeah. as
5: I exercise my practice again, coming around again and recognizing that like my practice not is not just to benefit me. My practice is, is to benefit the world because when I feel good, when I am centered and I can, show up to the protest, show up to, to the polling place to volunteer, show up um, in the days to come when we're going to have to protest the coup that might happen. I don't know. I don't want to speak that to existence, but anything's possible in this crazy life. Um, <laughs> when I feel good, when I'm at peace, I can do it so much more than I did before. And I can also give myself to everybody else a lot more. And that's another, like, that. it has to move beyond, like, you got to find yourself in a, like you're going to start finding yourself in other people again. Mm-hmm. Like we got to go from like evangelicalism told me it's all about all these other people. Give yourself, sacrifice yourself for the greater good. And so I think what's coming around is just like, yes, we've had this swing towards self-development and understanding the self. And then again, you could understand yourself, but not know how that self interacts with other people. And that is actually the work. Jeez. How am I going to live with other people? Because unless I decide to become a hermit, huh, that's
3: an you option. know, and even,
5: I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's a total option. And if you want that, like deuces, mooses, like uh, <laughs> I, I would want to probably be your neighbor. And, not <laughs> not <laughs> to. It's um, interesting.
0: It's like this kind of idea, right. Of like, you, you know, it's the same thing with like practical theology. It's like, you're living it out. And like mm-hmm. the entire school of work that the Enneagram comes from
1: mm-hmm.
0: demands that we are householders,
1: mm-hmm. meaning
0: mm-hmm. we're not, we're not hyper. First of all, we're not hyper-focusing on just intellectual knowledge. We're not right, hyper-focusing right. on just emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're yes, not yes, hyper-focusing yes. on physical, physical ability. We're integrating all of those, but then we're also showing up to the world mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm the the world brings us our work at all times and we have to like we have to be present to the world not excluded from it for this work to really take hold hmm. right hmm. like the yeah. enneagram doesn't serve one if you have isolated yourself and isolated it in the way that you learn it and teach it and yeah. practice it it has to be fully integrated into every aspect of your life which means when you go outside, who are you relating to? How are you voting? How are like, right? It's, it's, it's integral. It's every single aspect. It's not about, oh, I'm going to do my practice in the first, you know, hour of my day. And then I'm going to forget about, you know, I'm just going to set all that stuff to the side. It's like, no, it has to come with you. It has to. Yeah.
5: You got to remember the peace that you felt in that moment like then the, the self knowledge you felt like the moment you read that one enneagram book or whatever and it's just like oh yeah. my god it finally clicked with me
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: and then you and then it's like you seemingly forget which is fine because we're human and we do that but it's just like ah notice that you forgot yeah. notice mm-hmm. that you and also notice that you also remember what peace feels like you mm-hmm. you remember that passage from that book you remember what it's like to breathe as you're moving down into chaturanga into up dog like you know what those like you get it in the system it become and then it doesn't become just second nature it becomes first nature it becomes yeah. your actual nature because hmm. peace is your true nature
0: mm-hmm.
5: and this is a way to get there
0: continual self remembering yeah mm. like mm. and i think mm. it's so interesting like kevin and i are just harping on the same shit practice
3: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: i know it's amazing it's like okay here's a beautiful display of like the 8th intensity the 8th like pragmatism the 8th like just deep desire for everyone to get their shit together my god because yes you know if everybody would just listen to us and do it our way then the world would be fine
5: <laughs> 100 listen when i tell you the truth that's gospel Right. <laughs> yeah. and if you don't believe that you're going to go to hell
0: right like if you're already in it you're if you don't yeah, believe actually it,
5: and here's the thing. It's just like, if you, if, uh, if you don't think that we're right, like that's fine. You can You're think whatever just wrong. you want. <laughs> yeah. we, we were talking, we were talking
3: to an eight friend of ours and, and I, this was not a, a innate quality <sighs> that I was super familiar with, but now it's really on my radar when I'm talking to eights. Cause he brought this up of like being highly critical of leaders. And then this particular, ate was also being very critical about his boss and he said his his thought oftentimes of this boss was just do your job, do your job. Like Mm. why I shouldn't have to do this for you. People shouldn't have to do this for you. Do your job. Like he just had this big energy around it. I was like, wow. Oh
5: yeah. And that's like, we perceive like, that's one thing. uh, I'll notice from my, I, I don't always like that saying where it's like the thing that annoys you about other, like the thing that you get annoyed by is Mm -hmm. the thing you get annoyed yourself. And I'm like, yeah, you know, sometimes that's okay. Sometimes that's true but like petty things i usually think that's with me yeah. and so for me it's like when i perceive weakness in another person
0: oh, yeah
5: it's disgusting <laughs> to me you guys have i just
0: i guess so i'm like don't you do it don't so, like <laughs> and i'm <laughs> like the like, opposite uh-uh. yeah, yeah you, you like, like you person, like, I'm more like, I it, and I'm like it like attractive i'm like get it the fuck away
1: you mm-hmm. know
0: your weakness means more work for me <laughs> And you use it to manipulate I'm going to get on a soapbox and get my angry eight bullshit. Like here's some shit coming out. Like That'll be good. C-
3: cathartic for the eights. No,
5: that is so, That that's the thing. It's just like, if you're a leader and you're incompetent, honestly, it's in, it's, it's unjust. Mm-hmm. There's injustice Agreed. happening. And I am having to deal with the fact that I, and the thing is, is like, I know, like I I don't think I could do the job better, but I could at least find somebody who could. Yeah.
0: That's like right there. I don't
5: want to be in charge. I just want it to be well run.
0: <laughs> and I can run it well because I know how to get the right people. Like, I know everything and I'm fine with not knowing it. Like, I'm a great manager because I can find the right people to do it.
4: This is good. I might
0: not be able to do everything, but like, you know, in my eight, mm-hmm. like, daydreams and bullshit when my type gets grown it's like yeah i'm running the country and i'm doing a damn fine job yeah not because i'm a perfect person but i know how to listen to people who are smarter than me and tell them Mm. to do shit like Mm. you're smart you go do it like i'll just organize all of this and like yeah you know man
2: please please insert this into us if (laughs) if
3: we do an episode again it would be so fun to do this again with you guys someday to have our friend rebecca on with them because rebecca would be popping off
5: oh yeah we would probably just so many giggles. I love it. It's like also it's like, I think that like whenever we get together, it's like, it's just such a refreshing thing because it's like, I feel seen here. No,
3: I mean, I def- definitely think this is the most F words we've ever had on our podcast, which I love. <laughs> I mean, <by laughs> any, I love it. You're, welcome. Uh, yeah. you're fucking welcome. Mate. <laughs> I think, um, you know, it, just to this querying the Enneagram thing and just even like, I mean, you could talk about like queer and Christianity, you know, and then I wonder how this is
5: like, que- I like everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah.
3: How it sort of intersects even with being a five for me personally, doing this podcast with Mace and doing the youth group and talking to you all. And this is, this is sort of what I want to tell, you know, straight, straight white Christians out in the world, uh, mm-hmm. cisgendered, is, is, or people that maybe don't have that affirming posture is like, you're, you're missing out on abundance. Like I've learned so much Ooh. more about Enneagram, yeah. but Christianity, spirituality, social justice, life. Like, like, it's like, a, it's like me, I don't know. It's, it's like doubled, tripled, quadrupled abundance in my life. Maybe just in terms of, um, mm-hmm. more, more, more information to discuss and process and think about. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, doing this stuff with you, it's just been life altering for me. And I I feel so bad that people that aren't, haven't made that leap or made that adjustment or made that switch in their life or are just missing out on the party. It's so sad and unnecessary. That's the,
5: that's the damn truth right there. It's just like, we like, and this is, um, yeah, I, when I first started out in my work, like in the public world, I was very, um, committed to the idea of, I want to reform non-affirming spaces. Mm And now my well, I still think like
0: that sounds daunting.
5: <laughs> oh my god! It's
0: like willingness to take on a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> like, I'm that gonna do go. it. Like, <laughs> forever.
5: And the thing is, like, so, like, and how that played out was just like, you know, I stayed at a church for far too long and ended up getting really, really hurt by it because someone told me they would show yeah. up for me and they didn't because I believed them.
1: Mm-hmm. I Every queer the Christian
5: story. Situation because I just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like how many coffees does it take for equality <laughs> organizing? Uh, yeah. That's I'll make my own.
0: Thank
4: you. Um
5: yeah, exactly. And so now where I am is is exactly that is like I do not care to I think what's really cool about eights is like like it's kind of like what you said like we can catch a... like we don't I'll speak for myself. I've had very very few things in my life that like were just like a singular vision to myself. It usually always came from working with somebody or seeing somebody or coming alongside somebody. And I like that about myself. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: It's it's a, it takes a lot of pressure off of having needing to be like, I think we like there's the live just like, you have to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. But once you get past that, once you really like, and also like recognize, I think one big thing for all of us, Uh, queer entrepreneur coach folks and just anybody in the creative sphere in general is we have to get away from the competition mindset and really get into the collaboration mindset and really move into this space of just like being each other's cheerleaders and celebrating when we have wins because my God, there are not enough of us out here to be being jealous and petty with one another. And this is my thing too, is like, I look at, you know, I look at like my friends, uh, Adrian and Gibbs, who have the Dirty Rotten Church Kids podcast. They're up 10,000 listens and they started over the summer. 10,000 listens an episode.
2: Oh, how?
3: What? Uh, that's amazing. Because... They're awesome.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm also, they're wonderful I'm also because, <laughs> Yeah. Because memes, they're yeah. really, really good. They made a stellar meme account that blew up. Damn. So that's partly why <laughs> Um, I need to hire a meme artist or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say is that, like, that's kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like, for me, what are the ways that a capitalist mindset has seeped into how yeah. I think I have to make money, or I think I have to do jobs a certain way?
1: Mm-hmm. But
5: the way like I have been able to structure my own business, even is like everything I have is on a sliding scale, and everything can be broken down into a payment plan. That's amazing, because I think access is important. And you know how yeah. many people I've only had two people stiff me on an invoice, mm-hmm. and, I, and that's you're like, not then, bad. Yeah. And you know what? If they sent me on the invoice, it means they probably didn't have it, and yeah. maybe something happened. And so I fully trust that one day maybe they will pay me because I um that maybe this is just like I mean, you know witchy witchy cosmology would say like if you pay your bills, you will be paid. Hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
5: and uh, that's something I, I kind of been. Anyways, I'm going off on a different. Tangent. I love it. it I love tangents.
3: We love tangents. Yeah. <laughs>
5: All I have to say it's just like, uh there's a there's a way for us to like we have to like go beyond it's everything. The way that we do business, the way that we do relationships, the way that we structure our uh communities mm-hmm. of faith, uh, the way we're doing healthcare, the way that blah, 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 blah. It's as complicated as it sounds, but it's really not that hard to comprehend. And mm-hmm. I think that we can do it. I feel actually quite confident that we can. And actually, dare I say, I feel hopeful oh, many days. hope. Oh. Wow. <laughs>
0: actually, I know. Right. I don't, I, I have been very, uh, I've been very honest with people lately. They're like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't have access to a lot of hope mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think there's a lot of like the eight intensity. There's a lot of the eight kind of severity mm-hmm. around things. Right. Um, but it's like, man, like that's hard. But like props to you for being there and in it. We need some people yeah. to be there.
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, hold it for us. I will say, I mean, full shout out to Wellbutrin and Zoloft for really keeping, <laughs> the, keeping you in that. Yeah. Like yeah. honestly, like hey, my legit. Every three months I have to talk to my psychiatrist and she's like, Do you think you want to come off of them? I'm just like, mm, no, no. no. <laughs> Well, you know, we I'm fine. We were
3: riffing on hope the other day because um, I think you were talking about despair, but but uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know Obama's There's no.
2: You uh, can't talk about hope without talking about despair.
3: Uh, Obama's uh, you know campaign thing was the audacity of hope, and we just got done watching The Wire together. And David Simon was the creator of The Wire, and he had a blog. I think he might still have it, it's called The Audacity of Despair, and and there mm. is yes. so, there is yes. something um, hopeful about uh. despairing. You know, be about being able to express that and yeah. um, what what expressing that despair could, you know, activate. it's like the
2: it's the healing point. Mm-hmm. The point of expressing yeah. the Honesty. despair. One thought, <laughs> mm-hmm. one thought, and I'm going back to creating the Enneagram, but you Bring brought it. this up in the beginning, Abby, of like the way in which the Enneagram has been maybe co-opted by white supremacy or patriarchy. And one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is like the Enneagram itself feels like a very queer expression. Like the Enneagram is dance, it's movement, it's this idea of like human diversity. It is this recognition of the multiplicity of ways in which we experience the world, the ways in which our relationships are dynamic. We ourselves are dynamic. And I think the queer community is often put. Um, like having to say that and declare that because Uh they've had to fight to say that, hey, no, we're more dynamic than this. No, love looks way different than this. Gender looks way different than these things. And I think the Enneagram itself as a symbol is doing that. It is movement. It is three-dimensional. It's transforming, which I think is inherently, like I consider like a queer quality, something that I've been kind of owning of like that that is mm. yes this is me living yeah. my queerness and the enneagram itself is like i'm like i don't want that to be stripped from the enneagram like the mm. enneagram right. itself is is an expression of that and let's mm-hmm. let's remember that and see that mm-hmm. peace that's happening in yeah. the enneagram
5: yeah i think the thing you're saying and i want to uh, tell me if this resonates is like you're saying like the the Enneagram itself is kind of queer. Yeah. Like Like, it It
2: is it feels uh it feels so queer to me. Like the symbol it's Yeah. And I go ahead.
5: That's that's what I would say is like um within queer theory, like it's like queerness says like include everything, exclude nothing, you know? Include every single part of who you are, including the shit that you don't necessarily like. You know, bring it in because typically, what does the world say? What's typical? is to exclude the parts you don't collect. Get yourself together before you come to the altar. That's mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. it says. But what does queerness say? In a queer world, everybody gets to come to the table. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's what you're you're talking about is like, and I would even go say it's just like the queerness cannot be stripped from the Enneagram. It's inherent it can be ignored.
0: Right. Maybe.
5: But it, it mm-hmm. can't be stripped, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah.
0: And well it's you know movement. You were saying like it is movement, right? It's dance. It's dynamic. Like movement is inherently queer because our culture has built mm. monuments to things staying the same. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. You better <laughs> and and it's like it is inherently queer, and it is important that we that we infuse that back in. And like what mm-hmm. you're talking about is like why, why for generations and generations queer people were seen as more connected to the divine Mm -hmm. more like in alignment with spirit because they had this completely different vantage point on what was happening with the rest of their society right so Mm -hmm. like uh there's this great book called queer magic that is all about kevin if you haven't read read it right now
5: I'm reading it right oh. now.
0: <laughs> I was like, if you're not, if you haven't read this book, you have oh, to. Oh,
5: it's you so delicious.
0: <laughs> it's about how cultures have, you know, uh, up until J- Judaism, uh, roughly, mm-hmm. cultures celebrated queerness. Mm-hmm. Revered
5: it even. People, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And these people mm-hmm. were seen as holy, and these people were often their, their, you know, their are shamans and their are people who were facilitating a more spiritual experience for them yeah. because of the fact that they sat on the outside. Hmm. Right. They could see more mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of their perspective, their vantage point, they could see more. Mm-hmm. And the Enneagram allows us to see more. Yeah. It is inherently queer in that it challenges everything within us that desires to stay the same mm.
5: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry i yes. am i'm pentecostal baby i'm pentecostal today Woo! <laughs> <laughs> my
3: as <laughs> this we one of our friends is a, a black preacher from the black pentecostal tradition and has guest preached in our you know very quiet uh, stuffy presbyterian <laughs> church several times <laughs> and we'll get worked up and going and, and they're getting no, no response. There's no getting no response. And, the, and and she'll go, do you like good preaching? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, give me something.
1: Please.
2: And we're all just
3: sitting there and being like, amen. Amen. I do. We'll, I, we'll I, write I like some devotionals
2: about I'm it the later. Same <laughs> like,
5: <laughs> Cause I, am over there. I'm the same way. Like I am, I come from a tradition where it's very like, uh, I want, I want participation. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think anytime I'm preaching, I want it to be like equal parts TED talk, um, uh, Bible. If I'm preaching from a a Bible, Mm -hmm. uh, I want historical. I want a historical Bible lesson. I want a little bit of comedy. Like I want to be stand up Mm -hmm. and then application. Stand up comedy. I think it's funny. Anyways, um, I actually took a class in graduate school where we studied comedians and how they delivered and how they created stories as a means of delivery. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's awesome.
5: Yeah, um, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, I don't know. We, we were I talking
3: about like the the, the Pentecostal <laughs> call and response type thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whenever
5: I'm like talking in front of people, I actually tell up people up front, like, I need y'all to tell me if I'm doing a good job because otherwise I'm not going to know. So, like, if I say something that you like, you can shout right. hallelujah, amen, if that's your thing. And so, like, I was preaching at my Presbyterian seminary when I was in school. And I literally got like I was worked up. I was going, I was going. I got there, climax, said the thing, and I said, "If someone is alive in the audience, just say something, anything, please." Amen. That's fine. Like, thank you. I'm like, okay, let's keep going because I'm just like,
3: <laughs> that's helpful.
5: Please tell me that you. Please, is that a good job? It's just like, is it landing? Are yeah, you getting totally. it? Is it resonating? Totally. And that's kind of like what I like about that style, and also just like why when. I hear people talking. If it's good, I'll still shout, even if it's not appropriate.
0: I think I this was, was very appropriate I was,
5: here. I was sitting in. LA, <laughs> I went to back when we went to things. I went to um went Jen to Hat. things. That
4: yeah, when well, we yeah, went, went to things,
5: yeah, yeah. Jen Jen Hatmaker was in Atlanta, and so I um I went to go see her, and it was a lot a lot of fun. But like also it's me and so you know I was being dumb Woo! you know I was sounding yeah. out cutting up and <laughs> it was great
3: I like too. like Anyways. you've also incorporated because you will do this like uh you know biblical exegesis historical background practical application and then you hypnotize people <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true um integration well, it's, 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 yeah
5: you know guided meditation and hypnosis are pretty literally one in the same thing love yeah. it yeah. Which is, I
0: learned yoga and meditation from a hypnotherapist. Yeah. Like, that was, you know, like they're the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't let people fool no, that's
5: you. So cool. Yeah. Which yeah. is also a reason I want to, like, I'm getting my hypnotherapy certification working on that. Yes. And then hopefully, then hopefully, uh, my next project after that is, I want to, I don't, I think I just need to take a yoga class to t- get my practice deeper because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I need to be teaching yet. I have a lot I still need to learn and also yeah. just like technique wise I need to better. Yeah. Off. But let me tell you what I've been doing yoga every single day for like 6 months now. Most every single day and I love it so much. Wow. It'll change your life. My body feels so much better. Like I'm finally like, you know, not that it's about like your body becoming hotter but like the hotness that is within but it my It happens soul. sometimes girl let me, let me tell that's, you what it's exciting like my like my uh, well, i was in the shower the other day just doing like you know scrubbing up and i was like
0: Ooh, <laughs> what all this i got
4: here what are, what are these muscles i'm like, like oh.
5: i was like i was like you know all right anyways I'll take let me it. not that's
3: yeah. another thing too i know abby you do bouldering have you do you are you not bouldering in quarantine and stuff
0: No, not so much. Our gym has opened back up, which like, thank God. Um, but I've actually taken up cycling. since then. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I've been like gravel and mountain biking, sort of like not a whole lot of mountain biking, but trying on a bike that is not designed for it. Um, yeah, it's the same thing, right? It's like the movement is so Mm -hmm. necessary Mm -hmm. and like, there's so much energy. It's like, I, I'm I'm pulling down like 120 130 miles a week because Dang. I'm I got shit I got you shit gotta, to get you out, gotta get like, it out <laughs> you're like oh. yeah.
5: yeah that's something I, I have told people a lot it's just like when we're talking about any sort of practice like we don't do practices because we're enlightened or we don't keep our practices or our habits because you know you're not a cyclist because you love like because you're like the coolest like most of like it's like we keep our physical practices because we're the most stressed out motherfuckers in the game. And <laughs> yeah. if I don't, if I don't meditate up in the morning, I'm not, I'm going to be an asshole to you. That's a, that yeah, is so,
0: like to straight up <laughs> guaranteed. No, 100%. Guaranteed.
5: Like, it, like I'll tell you what, there is a, you know, like a, 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 a solid chance I'm going to be an asshole to someone at least once a day and there's 100% That's a hundred percent low
0: estimate like for me at least <laughs> like good job at once a day
5: it's well it's because i'm i work from home so i don't have to see many people
3: <laughs> <laughs> i do like this uh, we that this gift we bring to each other and and i'm still wanting to explore my relationship as a five with eights just in terms of like we were saying when you were on your break kevin of like this mm-hmm. idea of like i uh, doing it doing a sort of a series of episodes where the, the, the number we're supposed to go to in health, theoretically, could be giving advice and teaching. Mm-hmm. Because because I find that eights um, invite me to be more honest. Like, I can mm-hmm. be more direct. Mm-hmm. I can say my opinion full on without but adding all the nuances. To. Yeah, it's so fun. But
0: then you also have to do it the other way. Because I feel like I could give yeah. some really good advice to twos. And I feel like I yes. probably need more of what the five says. <laughs> just, you know, just say, Let, like, yeah. let's balance it out and go both directions. right no that's Yeah, cool.
5: because... Yeah, so I, I was,
3: I was just going to say, I think the gift hopefully I could bring to fives, uh, eights, eights. Yeah. Is, uh, not, not very much hurt feelings. Like you could be an
5: asshole for me. I and do
0: I'd love like, my five friends. Oh
5: God. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Is like all the objectiveness is like, <laughs> we're just like, like, you, there's you know, there's no a problem.
0: Emotional oh, like, expectations, Right. Right. Like, no expectations <sighs> from the five, like fives are so clear and so direct and it's beautiful. It's like, I I love my five friends so much. Maybe like,
5: I need to find a five to date. That sounds like a vacation.
0: I mean, I don't know.
5: Macy or maybe they would just reinforce, maybe they would reinforce my bad habits of just like dissociating. And like, right, just like right, maybe. we're just both dissociating, floating in this relationship thing.
3: Man, uh, I I think just to honor the time, we should start to wind down. But it, would you guys maybe maybe it'd be nice for you to end the time to to say a little bit just because you are both doing these small businesses and mm-hmm. coaching, and, and you
2: just wrote a book.
3: Yeah, like maybe a little bit about yeah. where yeah, you, you guys it. are heading. You know, uh, yeah. personally, just in your plug ourselves. Right? What yeah. do we want to
5: promote? Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It,
3: take use take some time to do that. Maybe each of you.
5: Yeah. Who wants to? Start? Yeah, I. Yeah.
0: I'll go. Okay. I like uh, you tell us to self-promote. And then suddenly we're both like, uh-huh.
5: uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, after, after you, after yeah, you, no, no, no,
0: after you, um, no, I, uh, I mean, you can find me and all of my work at conscious Um, I'm a yoga therapist and enneagram coach. Um, I'm teaching some workshops coming up. I don't, I don't know when this episode's coming up, but tomorrow, Monday, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Then great. Then everybody listening can actually still sign up for the work. um and then uh yeah i wrote a book um i and i just found out like literally right before i got on this call that Russ Hudson actually endorsed it. Whoa. Um, and so I was Dang. crying at Torchies. I was like, literally, like, tears were streaming down my face That's as I was amazing. ordering my tacos. I fucking
5: love Torchies.
0: <laughs> right? Torchies <laughs> is so good.
3: That must be a Southern thing. I don't know Torchies.
0: It's,
3: <laughs> it's just in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, oh, well, gone Texas a isn't in the places. South, though. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I wrote a book called The Conscious Enneagram. It's available for pre order right now. Um, it'll be out in April and, Dang. That is so exciting. Congratulations. So that all of this work is worth it.
3: Yeah, we will buy it. (laughs) Word. That's all I got. I love it. Cool. Man.
0: And you can can follow You can follow you on Instagram, yeah? Conscious Enneagram? Yeah, everything Conscious Enneagram. Cool. Two of the hardest words for to spell? No, honestly,
3: after all this time, yeah, right? I still can't spell
5: conscience
3: every time. I'm like, why like is this word
0: so hard? Worst branding decision I've ever made, but I'm here and I have to live yeah, with it. Yeah, now so, everything's that, yeah. yeah.
5: I can see it in my mind because like the spelling test in elementary school, like my mom really drilled us. Yeah. And so like I can say like, conscious to you. have to have the S after the N. Conscious.
2: Conscious, that's how I like spell it in my brain or say it in my brain.
5: Um yeah, uh, me, you can find me across the internet at that's The Kevin Garcia. That's T H E, Kevin Garcia, and at Kevin Garcia. Doc, TheKevinGarcia.com. My book is called Bad Theology Kills Undoing Toxic Belief and Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. Woo, it's woo. available at BadTheologyKills.com. I'm very proud of it. Um, and I'm also very excited that Bad Theology Kills will be translated into Spanish. Yes. Wow. Yes. And-
3: that's so, so cool. I-
5: I'm so excited. The one thing I love about being like self-publishing was the best move for me in my, in my work, because now I have all this freedom to do so many crazy projects with Mm -hmm. it. So like, I'm also possibly talking to someone about like getting into German. Wow.
3: That's really cool. Yeah.
5: So let's listen. What did they say? Like all, all nations make disciples or some shit. I don't know. Um, Every uh, (laughs) tongue. I know. My my every tongue can fail uh i'm also i also do workshops once a month on different topics that i find interesting or are helpful or spiritual so this month's workshop is actually a week from today on saturday november 7th it's called beyond the canon and mm. we're going to be talking about the books that didn't make it past the council of trent <laughs> wow you're to do the um, book
2: of thomas
5: we're gonna do the Gospel of Thomas Philip, Mary Magdalene, um, Thunder Perfect Mind, and Jeez. the Acts of Paul and Fecla. So, so it's cool. a really general overview. So like think like come ready for like a little bit of a lecture and then QA. I'll share what I know. I'm not an expert, but um, I'll also talk about like the, the implications for like what this could mean for one's personal practice mm-hmm. or just like how cool. we see the Bible in general. Um T- also, Teenage uh,
3: Jesus in the book of Thomas is really petty. And I love him. <laughs> He's my favorite version of Jesus. Cause I'm just like
5: relatable, <laughs> very relatable. Uh, I'm also, uh, I'm a, I'm a coach. Um, and I teach this thing called a spiritual reformation course, not reformation, but reformation. And where people from all sorts of like Christian or non-Christian or post-Christian backgrounds were getting together every single like, twice a week, And figuring out how to do spirituality outside of institutional religion. Yeah. Um, We practice meditation. And so if you are somebody out there who's looking to rework your spiritual shit, give me a call because I'd love to help. And that's it. Woo. Um, Yeah. And also I am very single. So if you are (laughs) somebody who likes men type Ish people who are a little <laughs> fountain but have like a great personality and a lot of years of self-awareness. And you like what you heard on this podcast, slide Kevin into my DMs is the
2: person for you if I'm you're just- looking
3: for a situationship with Kevin. Uh,
5: yeah, if you're looking for a situationship with me, because Lord knows the world's not going to open up, so we can't see each other. But I would love to fall in love with the idea of you from afar. <laughs> Beautiful. So
4: good. Beautiful.
3: Oh man, Amazing. this has been this is one had of the best. Huge expectations for this and it was, was be, way better than I had even hoped.
5: I mean, well, I just good. say
3: to you guys, uh, you know, uh, f- I I am not I I mean what I'm about to say, which is you you're, you've both had a huge impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Um and I think not not I mean discovering the Enneagram, discovering podcasting, discovering how to have these conversations about queerness Uh, I'm, I've, I'm like a student of the, like the last three years. That's been my little journey. Mm. And I think both of you with your eightness speaking on your platforms with such Mm -hmm. boldness and for both of us at the time, still being in these Christian spaces where you, you still are being, um, watched over and your, your, your conversations are still being policed and the way you talk, like, I do love the, how bold and. You know, it's, it sounds silly when you're on the other side of it, but I just yeah. love that even just the small thing of swearing on your platforms. It's like yeah. in Christian, it's just like, uh, but uh, I mean, even one of the mo- yeah. ones you did most recently, Kevin, where you're like, yeah, I, I do tarot. I, I call myself a witch. I'm not looking for your permission or your blessing on that. That's who I am. And it's just like, gosh, you can do that. You can just say
0: these things. <laughs> you can just say things? <laughs> yeah. I know, no. it's so
5: great. I know. That's the thing is like, uh, one of my favorite little phrases that I've come up with is I think of it like the ethos that I try to live into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it perfectly, and but I think if we did we could do a lot better. And it's this tell the truth to everyone all the time about everything. Love it. Love it. And if you can do that, a little risky. Yeah.
3: it's a, little risky, L- lot, of it's risky. So a lot of risky, a lot of risky,
5: but, but I mean, also just like then like, if, and also just like, if you're just, you know, practice those other three things, like, you know i'm anyways let me not keep talking it's late i, love it I though. No. am hungry, hungry and i need to eat something
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i'll just say quickly like i think you guys both i'm i'm 25 i'm queer and i'm engaging in the enneagram and kind of beginning this work and so i think both of you guys like have been uh like comforts and knowing that i'm not alone doing this and knowing that there's people in community and i love Kevin, you talking earlier about like we need to be encouragers and cheerleaders. And I feel like Mm. I'm often second guessing like I'm young and my voice doesn't matter. But like knowing that you are out there and that you guys would be cheerleaders and like that we can cheer each other on and knowing that we are in this together, it it Mm. provides a lot of like assurance and comfortness. And yeah, I think your boldness like is something that I need. And so thank you for sharing that, honestly. Yeah.
5: Damn, Ace, That was
0: beautiful. Thank you. Love you both. And, of course, <laughs> we're your cheerleaders,
5: 100%. Yeah. Let me know. Here's the deal. Like, I tell people all the time. If you if you want me to share something, ask me to share it. I mm-hmm. probably will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like, yeah. Like, y'all, y'all ask me to share Beloved Rice shit all the time. And you know why I do? Because I want to. If I don't want to share it, I won't. But typically... <laughs> Typically I will want to be, like if it's good like if you're like now granted don't slide into my dms and say like listen to my mixtape that is i had no i don't know how to help you. What either. we would That's do? <laughs> yeah. But like if i have a relationship with you and you're asking in earnest like the worst that someone can say is no. Right. So just again ask her what you want. Anyways, let me yeah. stop talking.
3: Oh, so appreciate you guys and i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. i just
0: Thank you for this. This was great.
3: Yeah.
5: Thank you. Abby, it's so good to see you, Abby. I mean, like, we need to. Why are we not better friends? Like, (laughs) I don't know.
0: I blame (laughs) Matthias for this. We'll just (laughs) put it on him.
5: (laughs) Absolutely. What an ass. I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah. I'll text you. I love y'all. This has been so much fun. Seriously. Thank you guys
3: so much. Bye, you guys.
5: Bye.
4: Just all that you are And everything